welcome back again as always rocky road family we are here in person together so if you're watching on youtube hey how's it going we're in person today which is super fun and get to hang out (laughs) together which we don't get to do as often as we'd like to but today our podcast we are going to talk about um how to build a community and the important pieces to a community and then also why Mm -hmm. it's important to have a community around you so did you want to say something? Sure. Well, because I think we might have already lost people saying how to build a community. People sure. might say, I already have one or I don't need one. I'm a lone wolf or the one I have is working for me just fine. And that's great. There's always ways to improve every single thing that we're doing. Yes. And um, in life, things happen. Positive things happen that you want to celebrate with other people and negative things happen that you might need, you might need support for. We don't know what those things are going to be until they happen and... The importance of building something is just like building a house. You're not just going to say, oh, it's raining today. I should build myself a hut. Like, No, you're going to build yourself some shelter (laughs) so that you can withstand whatever is coming your way. Right. Yeah. And also, I think the way that we have things laid out as far as how to build a community is different than what people would normally think. Because most people, I would say, rely on a close friend group. Maybe you play the same video game. Maybe you are in a small group together. Maybe you have a college friend group or something. Um, but there's, I think there's other elements to a community that need to happen instead mm. of just having people that are like-minded exactly like you around you. Yes. So our elements and ideas I think are different than what people would normally think mm-hmm. as a as what a community would involve. So part of the reason you would want to build a community is one, we are human beings and we everything has always been done in communities. People lived in villages way back in the day. People live in tribes. People live together in communities, um, like literal like developments, things like that. People don't we're not meant to be isolated. People may enjoy that and may mm-hmm. like to be alone, but I don't think as a healthy whole human being completely alone with no community is really the right thing to do, mm-hmm. honestly. So, um, and that's my opinion, I guess, but to prevent certain things from when things go awry, then you have different place things in place because I know if, You can talk from experience from me multiple times throughout my life. My community has only been people on the same level as me. And then when something happens and you lose them, you lose them all. And then there's nothing, there's nothing that's Mm -hmm. gone. So that happened to me in high school. That happened to me in college. That happened to me recently where it's like your whole community is just ripped out from under you. And you, if you don't have other elements to a community, you are completely isolated Mm -hmm. and that's a very vulnerable and kind of dangerous place to be. I would say. Yeah. I mean, if you think about from either a physical safety or an emotional safety perspective too, you're right. If you have, if your whole community comes from one specific group of people, whether it be those convenience friendships that we've talked about before, if it's all about, okay, we're on this specific team together and then you move to another state and you're not playing in that sports team and then all of a sudden yes you might be able to build a new community with whatever that hobby is in that new place but it's not going to be as strong and what if something happens immediately whether it's Mm -hmm. to celebrate or to mourn or grieve either Mm -hmm. way you having something exciting happen in a brand new place is actually a really sad place to be because you're excited and you're celebrating but there's no one to really physically enjoy that with you and relish Mm -hmm. in that with you and so um 
I've actually gotten feedback from, um, I'm dropping this bomb on Mandy. I, I, I got some feedback from someone recently that says like, oh, I, th- I feel like you guys talk only about the negative things. Well, we're not talking about the negative things. We're talking about how to prepare ourselves to enjoy life more fully and mm-hmm. to be able to be bigger and not physically bigger, but emotionally larger and just more fulfilled humans. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to come at this conversation with that lens saying, Community is, yes, really important to support us when we're down, but also be, to be able to support another person within a community and mm-hmm. to just build stronger bonds with people. Sure. Um, and just the celebration factor is just so huge for me too. Yeah, because if you're doing something, you want people to support you and back you, whether that's a new job mm-hmm. or a new um, hobby or mm-hmm. a new something you're trying to get better at or and work challenge on you. and challenge. Mm-hmm. You want people to push you and to be there so that if you do fall, they're there to support mm-hmm. you, um, but also encourage you along the way. So absolutely makes sense to me. I would say, so one of the things that I have learned over the years, um, as far as what something that it's something that's really important in having a community is having a mentor or somebody older than you. So if you go generationally, I really do believe it's important to have people that you are mentoring underneath you, but that you also have people mentoring you above you. And you have this bridged gap of generations. Now there are differences. Obviously people that are in their teens right now are different than us in our thirties and people, us in our thirties are different than people in their sixties and seventies and eighties. It's very different. So there are certain things you can take, but I think there's so much, so many nuggets of wisdom that can be helpful. So having somebody and working on that, whether that's signing up for an actual mentorship program, or having a boss or a coworker maybe that's been doing what you're doing for 20 years that's there that you can talk to um, that is kind of in, the, in a way like a little outwardly um, from your normal day-to-day community. So you have your friends, you have your closest friends, your best friends, everybody, and most of the time they look like you, they talk like you, they act like you, they have similar interests. Somebody who's like a mentor is sits above that in a way. I almost kind of think of it as like this circle and the mentors are like on the edge of the circle there. They're reachable and they're attainable, but they're not in your every single day life, Mm -hmm. but they're there to guide you and to lead you and to help you because they have been through things in their life and they have wisdom and they have learned things. Do they know everything? No, but can it be helpful to have that? Yes. And so I think for me in my life, anybody that has served as a mentor has really impacted my life. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that I've had a ton of impact moments in my life with just normal day-to-day people you have a lot of fun memories and a lot of things you do but as far as really growing you as a person a mentor serves as a completely different person and a different role in your life as opposed to your normal friends and to have a mentor and to seek out a mentor you also have to be ready for a mentor yes and there are a lot of people who don't ever get to the point where they can seek and accept feedback from a mentor because they are not in a place that constructive support or criticism or even idea sharing Mm -hmm. is applicable to where they're at in life. And I think it goes full circle to one of the, I, in my opinion, I will die on this hill. One thing that would make the whole world a better place is if everybody had a little better self-awareness and being able to have (laughs) the awareness that I could use the wisdom of other people. That Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you have to, accept the wisdom I have air quotes here from everybody because some people give unsolicited advice. That's not necessarily mentorship. There's a very specific Mm -hmm. relationship Mm 
mm-hmm. when someone is a mentor or even a supervisor. Like if you have, have had the privilege of having a really good supervisor mm-hmm. in your life, it can be altering to the entire experience of your workplace mm-hmm. or, um, you know, we were talking about work and mentorship, but mentorship can also be spiritual. Mentorship can be um, in mom groups mm-hmm. and things like that. And being able to latch on to an experience that someone else has had and humbling yourself and saying, hi, I don't know everything. I want to know more. Yeah. And I need to and feed off of your wisdom. Most importantly is having a mentor, but also not losing yourself. Mm-hmm. So having a mentor is somebody who influences you, but that you don't want to be exactly like that person because yeah. then you don't know who you are. So if you, if you have, let's use mom groups as an example, completely can understand that you meet a mom who cooks or all organic food, cuts out shapes in the sandwiches of their kids, has a perfectly clean house. All their kids pay attention. They have pets and this whole, like, it looks like a picture perfect family and you want to be like that. And I have been guilty of that where I wanted to be so much like that. And then you end up losing yourself. You get frustrated because that's not who you are for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, not saying I'm a slob, but that you just try so hard to be like somebody that you don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. So a, a healthy mentor would be encouraging you and trying to help you we can probably do a whole podcast on mentorship, honestly, <laughs> but a mentor would be helping you, guiding you, leading you, but also seeing who you are mm-hmm. and pulling out your, your assets that are good as mm-hmm. a person and what you are good at and helping to guide you. So mentors that I've had in my life, I don't do the same job they do for me. I didn't have like a work mentor, which mm-hmm. is fine. And, and so they have their own job. I have my own job, but we supported each other and said, this is great. You're really good at this and you're really good at this and encourage each other. Mm -hmm. And it's very life-giving on both ends as the mentor and the mentee. So Mm -hmm. same thing with even just going downward and younger for us being in our thirties, mentoring would be young Mm twenties, maybe some teenagers, mid twenties, maybe. Um, and kind of leading and guiding people. And you can do that by not having the exact same interests, Mm -hmm. but by seeing the gifts that somebody has and encouraging them in that. And this can feed right into the topic of how to close, how to choose your closest circle. Mm -hmm. Because like you say, if your closest circle is everyone who looks like you, talks like you, walks like you, does the exact same things you are, you're not challenging each other and you're not really helping each other grow. Mm -hmm. Um, There are, are some people in my closest circle who they are the exact opposite of me personality wise. And we balance each other in such a wild way Mm -hmm. that it's just, it's so essential, but there's also a mutual respect to that. So I'm going to jump to the Enneagram again because I love it and I'm a nerd, (laughs) but I'm a two. I've recently just settled into, I'm a two wing three, hard three. I get it. Um, One of uh, my closest friends is a hard eight. And we go to each other's negative when we're stressed. And that's how I think we, we understand each other in such a way that I go to her with specific questions because I know she will give me no BS. She will not necessarily be disrespectful, but she will be direct. Mm-hmm. And that's what I need sometimes. Yeah. And then she comes to me when she needs validation. Mm-hmm. And there's that give and take. Whereas if I surrounded myself with a bunch of two wing threes, we would have a great time, but... When we're all feeling healthy anyway, but (laughs) we wouldn't necessarily stretch and challenge each other in ways that are necessary for the human experience to succeed. Yeah. And even on that same note, I would say you have people that are different than you that can help to challenge you. Um, And then there's so many 
you can find people that are in different nooks of your life mm-hmm. and then they can be different and having those differences. But okay. So you, I know who you're talking about mm-hmm. with your eight friend. That's not me. And I think you a, were not a an really <laughs> not an eight at all, but I think a very important part is to not feel for me to have that self-awareness to know that I don't need to be that eight friend to try to win you over. Mm. Like I'm very content in the friend pocket that I am in with you that I don't want to be the eight. So when you need something and you go to the eight, I don't want to get jealous or be like, why didn't you talk to me about that? Why didn't you tell me? That's not, that's not healthy either. Cause it's mm-hmm. like you are in your pocket where you are in someone's life for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And we all are different and can help each other that way. So I have friends from college. I have friends from current times. I have friends from elementary school and I've got friends that I haven't made yet. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because they're all in your life to build this community that can be different, that you know who you need to go to for certain things. Mm-hmm. You're not relying on one person. Um, but you're also not leaving people out. You're seeing the positive in that person mm-hmm. and utilizing them for the gifts that they have. Needing to ask a question and getting a fair answer? Probably not me, because I'm going to be very cushy and be like, oh, it's great. Do what you want. And like, I love you and it's great. <laughs> you know? But like, if you need an actual answer from somebody, pick the friend that can give that to you. Mm-hmm. I can do that in certain cases. But I'm also very much like, I'm glad you have that friend. I don't need to be that person. Total caveat too. Like there there were specific questions that I asked this person and she can, she will laugh. I sent her like a picture of a cake or like something that I wanted. And then she just answers no, (laughs) like just, just no, no. Like, okay, you're right. Flat out. No. Right. Should I buy this? I'm like, yeah, do what you want. She's like, no, why would you do that? She wasn't even asked. She's no, I refuse. I'm like, it's Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but that, 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 that goes back to self-awareness too. Mm-hmm. With um, being, the, I like how you say that little pocket of friendship, mm-hmm. right? Let's say we're like the most amazing female cargo pants, right? It's like we're taking our little tool kits because I, I don't, I'm not going to wear a tool belt, but like fancy 90s parachute cargo pants, right? With the zip-offs? <laughs> oh, for sure. Because sometimes it gets a little steamy. So being able to pull from different pockets and being able to say like, this is my Mandy satchel. You're not a pocket. You're a freaking fanny pack. So being able to pull from different areas and say, I need this today and I need this today. And sometimes what's in those different areas can intermingle yeah. in a really cool way. Yeah, I'm at a point where... I think it's really cool how in our thirties we can say, Oh, I've known my college friends. Like I don't really, I speak to maybe one person from high school. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't a great time for me. Sure. Um, but I've known my college friends for so long and I can say, wow, we have like over a decade of experience together. Yeah. And then there are also people who we might've just met and realizing that you are still a relatively new friend, but that's years now. Mm-hmm. And so being able to say, you have value and it doesn't necessarily matter the longevity of the friendship. You can meet certain people and know, Oh, you're in my corner for sure. Yeah. And then there are some people that you know are just for a little while. Mm -hmm. And I think people's values in your life will increase and decrease depending on what you and they are going through. Mm -hmm. That doesn't decrease the quality of the relationship, but Mm-hmm. There are some points in life that I'm really going to need something from one person. And then there's some points in life where they're really going to need things from me. And there are some points in life where we're going to be over here. Yeah. And being okay with that and circling back to, okay, maybe I haven't talked to you in 
you know, you have some friends that you talk to every day, twice a week, three times a week. You have some friends that you talk to every six months, but mm-hmm. when you talk to them every six months, it's just like you were just talking to mm-hmm. them yesterday and it feels that way. And it's mutually understood mm-hmm. that that's okay to do that. And you can have that. So you were using the cargo pants analogy. I was thinking <laughs> of a flower. So it's like <laughs> the center of a flower, you're in the middle and then you have all these little petals around mm-hmm. it. And some of them, t- sometimes petals cross. Like if I go, if I'm with you and all of your friends, there's some that I won't get along with really, mm-hmm. or that I gravitate more towards than others, but they're from different seasons of your life. You've got your whole variety. And it's like, I don't want to, I want to be Mandy in your life. Mm-hmm. I want to be Mandy, your friend, Mandy. I don't want to be your other friends and Mm -hmm. be like, pick me, pick me. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to be just who I can be to you. But I think that the essence of a good friend comes from seeing the good things in that person Mm -hmm. and pulling them out and helping to encourage them in the ways that they're good. So for me, I can see things in you that are good that maybe your eight friend can't. Um, And not saying she's not capable, but it's like, you just see different elements to mm-hmm. it because of your personality, because of the way that we're wired and because of our seasons of life, where we're at, our own experiences, they can help do that. So good friends enhance who you are as mm-hmm. a person. Um, and I think it's good to have that variety, to have those pieces. I have my college friends too. It's 10 years that I've known them. And I'm like, wow, I've known you for a really long time. <laughs> You've been through a lot with mm-hmm. me and they're there. And maybe you don't talk to them every single day, but they have that history. They have that longevity. They have the consistent presence and support and encouragement and excitement for you Mm -hmm. when good things happen, when struggles happen, you've built that relationship strong enough to know that they're there for you in those times. And start, you know, pulling that around too is you can build a friendship and you can build your communities quickly or over time, mm-hmm. there's multiple ways to do it. You can click with somebody instantly and get along and be great friends right away and mm-hmm. have a great long 20, 30 years of friendship. Mm-hmm. You can be like us who took time <laughs> to figure out like, this is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And then recently being introduced to one of your friends where I'm like, I think I could be friends with her, but mm-hmm. it's going to take time because yeah. I'm like, that's, she's very different than me. Like, so it's like <laughs> trying to figure it out, but then mm-hmm. having the people that, um, you know, you can overlap and you can build them, but you can become friends and it might be seasons mm-hmm. like a season of college. Maybe you're done with that sports team. You're not playing past college. So that's over. So you don't really see those friends, but you have maybe one or two from each season that you mm-hmm. take with you and they walk into the next season of your life with you. And that doesn't help. It doesn't happen without mutual effort. And so if someone is in your community and they're in your community for this season and hopefully for future seasons, it's going to take mutual reciprocal understanding. And so there are some people who are, and you, I know you talked about the circle analogies. Um, There Mm -hmm. are some people that are kind of outside of your intimate and more in your acquaintance circle. And they might've been in your inner circle and then they Mm -hmm. might've moved out and they might move back in and that's okay. That's, they can still be part of your community. Even people that are on the periphery are important parts of your community. Absolutely. So let's explain the circle analogy because that's, Mm -hmm. that's how I, I do. I did use the flower analogy, but I really do use the circle analogy. So you have yourself in the middle, then you have a circle around you, then you have another circle around you and then a third circle around you. So the closest circle, that's the closest to you. And sometimes there's actually like Phoenix is built this way. So Mm -hmm. there's like the 101, the 202 and the 303, which is layered, which is interesting. But also same thing with as Christians, Jesus has that where he has his inner circle. He has his 
next circle and then the outer circle. So the closest circle to you are maybe one or two, three closest friends that you can call, that you can have the most intimate conversations with that person, detailed, whatever you need to talk about, any aspect of your life and you feel safe and you feel appreciated and you feel secure in those closest friendships. And you have your next circle out that has maybe 10 to 15 people in it on average, I would say of like close friends that you would want to hang out with. You see regularly, but maybe you don't talk to them about your most personal things, but they're there and they're a good solid group. That could be a small group. Mm -hmm. That could be, um, a a group of coworkers or something where it's just a group of people that you're close with, close with, you know them. And then your outer circle, the last circle is your acquaintances, people that you see, maybe if you go to church, just people that you see on a Sunday that you're like, Hey, how are you? They know you, you know them. They know, you know, I have a child. I know that they moved from Washington state or whatever, but you don't really know them. Maybe you've never been to their house Mm -hmm. and they're just there. So having those different layers of this circle, um, target, I guess you could say in a mm-hmm. way, and then knowing where your friends sit in mm-hmm. those places. And I think the self-awareness for yourself is to be content that you don't need to be best, 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 best friends with every single person that you meet. Mm-hmm. And you don't also want to be acquaintances with every single person you mm-hmm. meet. That's isolating. So having that awareness to have those bounds. But like you were saying, sometimes a friend is in the inner circle for a season. Maybe you work, you share a desk with somebody or something. It's like, you're going to obviously get close to that Mm -hmm. person, but then you change your job and you go somewhere else. Maybe you don't really talk to them too much and they kind of bump out into the next layer or you get to know somebody for you. You were an acquaintance for me for a little Mm -hmm. while and you've bumped your way into the circles as I've gotten to know you and built that relationship. So it looks different and having the flexibility for things to ebb and flow gives you like that healthy community that's cycling and cyclical. Mm -hmm. You're not relying on one person. You're not relying on a group of 50 people. Um, you kind of have what you need Mm -hmm. in the closest way. I'm having flashbacks to our, I think it was our conversation with Eric uh, talking about like the mucus membrane versus the chain link fence. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mucus cell membrane. Ew. (laughs) I'm so sorry, everybody. (laughs) A cell membrane where it is (laughs) gross. All right, wait a minute. A cell membrane or you can it go, things flow in and out. The nutrients go in, the waste goes out, like all this stuff. So it's, things are very, very, um, not amoebous, but they're very transient in, mm-hmm. in the way where you're, it's not a wall, it's not a fence, but it's just, it's a, it's a barrier that you can see, maybe feel, but things will flow in and out naturally. Yeah. Um, and I would say going back to the beginning of our conversation, the mentor is not in that circle, Mm -hmm. in any layer of that circle. The mentor kind of stands out of that circle as a person that you go to, that you trust, that you pray with, that you listen to. You don't want to become, remember, like you don't want to become another person. You want to be who you are. But your mentor really shouldn't be your closest friend. Mm -hmm. That's like not healthy either. Mm -hmm. But your mentor also shouldn't be somebody that you talk to once every three years. Mm -hmm. That's not a mentor either. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of stands out. So the community building are these different layered circles. And then your mentor is aside from that. Where would you place a therapist? Outside, outside, out, even outside further than a mentor. Uh, 
I, I think would put because, them together. Well, you could have like if you have the the circles in here. These are like I would say your friend circles. Mm-hmm. Then you have your helper, helper, mm-hmm. leader, guides, mm-hmm. whatever that you want to call that. Because then you could and also put like a pastor out. or a certain thing like in sure. that kind yeah. of other exterior bubble. Right. You you can put and then yeah. So you would have that tiny side note so i wouldn't cross them like i wouldn't have your mentor be your therapist and i wouldn't mm-hmm. have your therapist be your mentor mm-hmm. I wouldn't have your pastor be your mentor or your pastor be your therapist or your all of them like intermingling i think mm-hmm. it's better to have three separate because roles change so quickly mm-hmm. you can switch to a different church you can move to a different state you can get a different job you can do these things that change and so having three, maybe three or four stationary older generation people in your life that you know you can call. Like I have a friend, one of my mom's friends who she has told me my entire life. I've known her my entire life. And she has always told me if there's ever any situation that I can't call my mom to call her. Mm. So I kind of have her like in my back pocket Mm -hmm. where she's there. I don't see her all the time, but she has told me that multiple times where I know she's there. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of like in that helper category of like, I know she's there. She's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And she is there if I need her Mm -hmm. pastors, mentors, and I've had multiple mentors and mentors can shift. They don't need to stay the same for your whole life mm-hmm. following the same person. I've had a few different ones that have walked in my life at different seasons and helped in different ways. So that's kind of like its own piece of your community, mm-hmm. but it's so important to have that because if your circle friend group implodes for some reason, mm-hmm. or if you implode and your friends like you get scatter. rid of them all. <laughs> yeah. And your friends scatter. What are you going to do? This like solid hefty, helper circle i like mm-hmm. i'll use that term is there mm-hmm. and they're not gonna move mm-hmm. because they don't have those same connections as the it's friends not as close circle as personal yeah yeah mm-hmm. and intimate really yeah. right yeah so that's kind of the way i would build a community gee the importance of boundaries again yes <laughs> and self-awareness and also just like being okay with being not in everybody's closest mm-hmm. and not farthest away and that is a hard thing because in our world in our this day and age all we want to do is be accepted and mm-hmm. be loved and we want to be needed and we want to be friends people want friends mm-hmm. if you don't have a community i guarantee there's a desire for it and if there's not there's probably something else going on and it's so important. That's what everybody did. I always take myself, rewind 2000 years. What would life look like without social media, without phones, without technology? What did life look like back then? You had your neighbor next door to get sugar from. You had the friend down the street. You had the barber. You had the seamstress. You had all these people that 2000 years ago. <laughs> yes. There were barbers and seamstresses. They didn't. And was the wheel even created back then? <laughs> I don't even know. It's like, geez Louise, you're in an advanced society <laughs> sure, yeah. in the year 20. 23 my own little bubble back then it Um, was like a time capsule anyway so you have like okay let's say 300 years ago you have the same concept where you had to have the community because Mm -hmm. everybody has different um talents and abilities well even child rearing there were times and this is going to get like a little anatomical but like there's there's a week per month that ladies need a little more attention and in certain tribal villages that woman would quite literally rest eat take care of herself and the rest of the community would take care of her family for her. And they would all do that for each other. Mm -hmm. 
And there's a reason why people live in communities. There's a reason the Amish live in a community. The Jewish population lives in a community. And it's just very different in the American world that it's very individualistic. But I think we can't lose sight of the importance of community Mm -hmm. and why we need it. So that would be, that's my two cents. Yeah. So to sum it up, you want your helping circle with a Mm -hmm. mentor, a pastor, um, a close family friend that's in a different generation. So that's your like other generation circle. Mm -hmm. Maybe some people underneath that you're leading and guiding if you're in a healthy place to do that. And then your own close circle is your friends, your closest friends, your next closest friends, maybe a group of people, and then your acquaintances. And being okay with knowing that you yourself are in those different circles for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So I may not be in your closest friend circle today, but maybe tomorrow that kind of flips depending on what you need or something. And then maybe in five years from now, I am because we've been so close or maybe in five years from now, I'm not because our lives have separated and kind of gone different directions and either way being okay with that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's okay to know that you're, it's not that people don't like you (laughs) and it's not that people love you so much, you know, to be like over wanted is also very difficult. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just finding that balance Mm -hmm. and it's, and it's okay to have that. It's also okay to struggle with that and understanding and accepting that for certain people. Mm -hmm. I will never be the closest friend to name a celebrity here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. put them there. Like I'm just not going to be, maybe you have this idolization for Taylor Swift and you want (laughs) to be her closest friend. Like unpopular opinion. I don't get her. I don't either. And I don't (laughs) like her. Sorry. I like some of her music. Maybe some people just clicked off right there, but (laughs) they, I don't like, like I, that's unrealistic to Mm -hmm. be, to say like, I'm going to be her closest friend. I'm going to meet her. I'm going to get to know her. I'm going to be your best friend. Mm -hmm. That's unrealistic. And I think it's also, but it's also very realistic to think that like maybe your neighbor who lives right mm-hmm. next door becomes a good friend of yours because you live right next to each mm-hmm. other or something. So there are changes. It can be overwhelming. And I absolutely understand that it can be frustrating mm-hmm. sometimes and mm-hmm. building communities and working on this and people are people. So people will hurt you and people will encourage you mm-hmm. and people will be there and people will not be there. And it's going to go back and forth all over the place. But to have that kind of overall goal of, I want a community with more than one person mm-hmm. with less than 20 people <laughs> essentially <laughs> and build that and work on those relationships mm-hmm. with those people. And in order to have that as a preventative measure to everything, think about brushing your teeth every day, right? You yeah. brush your teeth. You don't even think about it. It's a lot harder to put yourself out there in the world. And yeah. it, it will only happen if you take a step and say hi to that neighbor or have a conversation or invite someone out for coffee or Mm -hmm. respond yes to something that might feel not unsafe, but just a little bit like, oh, should I? Makes you nervous, right? Saying yes to an event where you might not know anybody. Being able to feel a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit vulnerable will do so much, not only for your self-confidence, but just to expose you to a bunch of different people who you wouldn't have met otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't always say yes to the things that are just like you Mm -hmm. saying yes to something that's a little bit different Mm -hmm. or maybe a little uncomfortable or maybe venturing out to 
um, a volunteer place that's mm-hmm. different. Maybe you'll meet your best friend when you volunteer at a place that you didn't really even want to go to. Mm-hmm. Like you just really don't know. And I would say I use the term best friend loosely because I think you can have multiple. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know you can have multiple, I should say. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's just very different. But that's kind of my thought. Yeah. So have your circles. Have your solid person communities do change and shift and to be aware that that happens Mm -hmm. when, and that can be for you and that can be for somebody else if you move, but maybe if someone else moves, Mm -hmm. their community is shifting and changing as their life is shifting and changing. Mm -hmm. If I move, my community is shifting and changing too. Mm -hmm. It's just natural. It's just the Mm -hmm. way that it is. Um, and just knowing that they, they ebb and flow, having those helper people that are there stable in your life to know anything Mm -hmm. else. Well, just if you're in a season where you are feeling like you are hungry for more community and just don't know where to start, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. It can be really, really scary to put yourself out there. Let us know because you and I have both moved states away and come back and had all sorts of random stuff happen. And I think that we're both constantly working on our community in a very... I'm not going to say aggressive, but in a more assertive way, Sure. working on, on building relationships. And that can be really scary, especially for people who don't even want to pick up the phone and make a doctor's appointment. Yeah. Right. That can be really intimidating. So we're here to help. And if you message us, email us, ask us any questions, and we can hopefully give you some tips on how to feel less terrified of the world around you and how to start to find those meaningful relationships that might just save your life one day. Yep, exactly. Sounds great. See you next week. Bye.